Hey, uh, that was only, so that was two weeks, right? Was it two weeks? That, I think it was two weeks. I think we missed last week. Are you sure that's it? I think so. No, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. I feel like we could say this is a, is a semi-monthly podcast again. <laughs> All right, let's We had two, let's we had two in a, a month. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is limited range. And he is Sahadev Sharma. And I'm Brett Taylor. Hi. And you, you are the listener. <laughs> Hi, listener. Hey, listeners. How's it going? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, we, we talked after the Quintana trade, right? Uh, yes. And then uh, the Cubs were playing well. Were the Cubs playing well yet? Or No, see, th- it's been a month because I think we talked during the All-Star break. Uh, I suppose it could have been. It was definitely after the trade. It was right before uh, they so- got hot. Yeah, perhaps it was. Well, so then we have like the entire landscape of a roller coaster ride to uh, to unpack. Yeah, I mean, we, I guess we don't we don't necessarily have to because they were there. You, the listeners know that the Cubs came out of the break blistering hot. Um, the the combination of perhaps some added energy from the rest and from the trade and from just some some hits falling in with runners on base that hadn't been before and really legitimate things like Jake Arrieta is, is legit pitching really well. And John Lackey is pitching very serviceably at the back of the rotation right now. Yep. Um, John Lester rebounded very well from the not quite an inning start there at the, right before the break. So, I mean, there was certainly um, legitimate stuff that, that sparked that, that heat, including, and I'm sure we'll get to this, but including Wilson Contreras taking off offensively. Um, so the the question I have, setting aside where things stand right now, did you feel at any point during that hot streak, uh, which you know lasted nearly two weeks, were you kind of like, oh okay, they're they're finally them, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, this is the actual team, and they're going to coast the rest of the way. Uh, yeah, I felt pretty good about it. I felt like they, you know, that had my big thing was I needed to see the pitching, uh, the starting pitching kind of come back to what I thought it could be, you know, not, not last season's whatever, two and a half ERA or whatever it was, but you know, just, just good top five in the NL. And I think we were seeing that, um, you know, Hendricks, we have some clear questions, and, and I and I understand those. But I, I think, you know, I think going forward, you can kind of see him being solid. So all those things, I, I kind of felt like, okay, there are good signs with the pitching. I understand the, the bullpen looked rocky at times, but I, but I also felt like, okay, that, that happens with bullpens. Uh, and, and what I the, – the other thing was I needed someone other than Rizzo or Bryant to show me that they could really, you know – take a big load on offense and and it and it not just have to be one of Rizzo needs to do something one of Rizzo or Bryant needs to do something otherwise they're not scoring many runs and obviously we we saw that for you know however long it's been six weeks or so four weeks or so so uh, we got a long stretch of of quality play from someone other than uh, Bryant or Rizzo 
And so, obviously, then the um, the yang to that yin of the question is having felt during that stretch like, okay, they're playing like they can. This is them. They're, it's, this is probably going to be fine. Uh, do you now feel, uh, with the Cubs having lost three series in a row, with Wilson Contreras suffering uh, an injury that, as we sit here today recording, it's Thursday, he's getting his MRI today on his hamstring. Uh, regardless of the results, I think pretty fair bet that he's going to be out a while. As, as we sit here today, are you now like, oh, whoops, never mind, jump the gun. That was just sort of a fluky hot stretch. And the reality of the 2017 Cubs is there are a lot of guys dealing with various struggles that have all compounded together to create this um, just disappointing mix of eh, decent team, not great. I'm not sure if I'm ready to go that far. Here's what I'll say. Uh, after the two series against Washington, against Arizona and Washington, I uh, I understand fans' frustration because there were two losses there that were very frustrating. Uh, you know, just in the in the micro, the the ten eight loss and then the Sunday loss. Those were two games where it felt like, oh man, they. They could have or should have, however you want to. Uh, they those were games that they could have won, and, and it changes a lot of. I mean, it, it flips the series, right? It flips the homestand. You get those two yep. games, and all of a sudden now you're feeling a lot better about where the Cubs sit. Uh, the game that really bothered me, uh, to be honest, was Game One against San Francisco. I did not like that game at all. And I and I and I'm mad at myself for not being more. I, I kind of mentioned it after the game, and I wrote about it because they won that. They won that. They game. won that game, but I did not like it. I did. They scored five runs. I want to say off Matt Moore, who's had an awful season. Then in the final three innings, they had multiple scoring opportunities. Did not score those runs. That's typical of their first half, and that's when when I saw that, I was like, that's not acceptable against a bad team. You need to beat down a bad team. Uh, and then, and you know, sure, the, the, there were some defensive issues there. Uh, that one that, that with Hayward, I, I'm not going to complain when Hayward makes a mistake, right? It was a line drive and it kind of uh, cut on him. I, I talked to him about it and he said it just kind of, it, it was, the wind was crazy and it just kind of like zoomed on him. He didn't have, like, it, it just moved in a way that he was not expecting. Uh, it, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rip uh, Hayward for for a defensive miscue. I think that's one of the last guys you do that with. But but it was, you know, there were some sloppy plays in that, and it just seemed to carry over to the next two games. And I, I mean, you you know me, I'm not harsh or ultra critical, but that series was unacceptable. Like it cannot happen. You know, Wilson's injury was in the eighth inning of the last game. It really had nothing to do with them winning or losing that series. Yeah, that, they, they were going to lose that game. Yeah, that it was a it was a terrible series from a team that should be cleaning up on against bad competition. They have to win those games. I understand losing one to Madison Bumgarner. I get it. It happens. But you have to win the you have to win that series. You have to play better than that. It can't be sloppy play. If you're going to lose, it, it needs to be, you know, it, the, the other team needs to outplay you. You can't hand them runs. You can't leave runs on the bases. Bad, bad play, uh, sloppy play, 
It looked like the team from the first half, and it was just completely unacceptable in my mind. I'm basically what I'm saying is I'm when I see that team from the first half show up could show up again, it's unacceptable from now on. That was the first half. They need to put that past them. It's not how they play. If they're going to play like that, yeah, then I am. I, I, I will say, yes, I'm concerned about this team, and and uh, they have no chance of making the playoffs. I don't care if it's a weak division. If they make the playoffs, they really don't deserve to. Cause they, and I, I think Joe would say the same thing. They, if they play like the team from the first half, they're not a playoff team. I, I don't know how we you can really dispute that either. Okay. I dig all that. I think all of that was like uh, was very on points. Also, about as close as to a rant as you'll <laughs> you'll get. Uh, and um, I think that was a very um, well said reflection of the collective perception of the last week or so. And I want to I want to take that and um, not give it a positive spin, but I want to. Um, maybe rearticulate it in the way that I'm thinking about it today. I, I woke up feeling pretty good, feeling pretty positive. Maybe I'm just in a good place in my life. So I'm, <laughs> I'm little Mary Sunshine. But I was thinking about it like this. And before you I start, you I, may, the... I, I may agree with what you say as well. Just so you know, I'm not okay. all negative. <laughs> I just want to make that clear because I think I know where you're going to go. But I'll, I'll, I'll let you let you go. And, and I, I think it, it may be something I agree with. All right. So, uh, you know, I was thinking that you start with the Diamondbacks series. And I thought, although the Cubs dropped two in that series, I thought they played very well. I I, I liked the look of that series. I, I remember feeling when it was over that, yeah, it really stunk that they lost that sort of three rain delay back and forth game where they came back late, really could have won it, and then Obviously, Paul Goldschmidt did his thing. But, like, you look at that game specifically, and it's just – it's a weird game. Like, neither team's going to feel good about losing that one. Paul Goldschmidt is one of the best players in baseball. He's going to do that to guys sometimes. And there's three rain delays. Jose Quintana didn't pitch for, like, an hour after he was ready to go. It was just a weird game. Weird game. I can throw that one away and – not think about that as a series loss. Obviously, it counts. The loss counts in the standings, and that's not good. But I don't see anything in that series that makes me think, uh-oh, first half Cubs. Yeah. And so then we've got the Nationals series. And again, that's a really good Nationals team. Okay, And that's a really good Diamondbacks team, by the way. Really good Nationals team. Did the Cubs miss some of their better starting pitching? Yes. Okay, that's, that's a fair caveat. But man, look at that lineup. That is a killer lineup that they have and the Cubs were right there with them that whole series they were right there with them they they win one they lose one and that that final game that they had a decent sized lead should have won things fell apart in the bullpen which happens sometimes again I don't know how instructive that loss is because again you're you're facing a very 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 good team and it's not as if they're looking at that one and thinking wow we did nothing to win that game I mean they won it it just, it happens. And because it happened late and because it was the decisive game in the series and because it came after another series loss, it, it takes on extra gravity that I think when we really think about it, it's like, okay, it was one bad bullpen loss for a bullpen that's been very, very good. Okay. So that's where I am after those two series is I think, um, I have a hard time looking back on them and thinking that they're really reflective of much of anything at all. So if I believe that to be true, which I think I do, 
then I come into this giant series with a clean slate. And I agree with you that they did not look good in this series, um, really throughout, other than I thought Jake Arrieta looked really good. But other than that, I think there was not a lot to love in this series. And that includes Wilson Contreras uh, until he went down with the injury. He he himself had started to maybe, you know, kind of come down a little bit. And so I thought he had some nice how? swings. I thought he had, there were some there's nice swings, including that one that he drove to right field in the final game. Yeah, he had that one drive out to right field. Yeah. He also had the 0 for 5 with how many strikeout game. Um, and so which I mean, hey, I'm not here to dance. I mean, Wilson's awesome. Yeah. So I think then it's like, OK, so how much weight do I really give a bad series that they played that I know is getting it's getting stretched in my head because the Giants are so bad. But in one of the games, they got beat because of the flukiest Buster Posey home run you'll ever see. I mean, that is the weakest, most sequence-induced BS home run you'll ever see. If he doesn't hit that, they maybe probably win that game. Well, that whole whole game was... The, the runs scored is, exactly. were, were so, I mean, you, it's, it's baseball, and I'm sure the Cubs have scored 100, if not more, runs like that as well. But that's one of those things that's like, oh, come on. Are you serious? Dunsing, the run Dunsing gave up. That uh, was below, yes. Strope's, and, and so Strope's t- home run was, I mean, who hits oppo shots to right field <laughs> in, in, in San that Francisco? Ballpark, yeah. That was so weird. It looked like a pop-up, and it just kept going and going. And so... Because of that, this is not me apologizing for the way they played, okay? They did not play well. But because of those games, you can imagine a scenario where they play just as poorly and they win one of those two games instead of losing them. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, cool. They turned things around and they won a series. I think we'd be talking – I think you and I would – because we're like, you know, really smart, handsome dudes. (laughs) We'd be saying, yeah, but they didn't really play all that well. But I think generally the tenor of everything – People would be way more open to what we just said about the Diamondbacks and National Series if one of those Giants games had sort of flukily flipped the other way. Yeah. Which is stupid. That's irrational. You shouldn't think about things that way. And so where I land instead now is, okay, they played a bad series after heading out west. They did that earlier this year, too. I mean, by the way, getting swept by the Padres when they did, that was way worse than this Oh, series. sure. Way worse. They they didn't look good at all in that one. That one was just oh they were hor- it was horrible. And it's not and like so they got shut wondered- down by Madison Bumgarner and or exactly. a Madison Bumgarner equivalent and beat by Buster Posey. Yeah. I mean, so we'll see how they play in Arizona this weekend. We'll see the fallout from the Wilson Contreras injury, which is its own reason to um, not feel good right now about the Cubs. But this series, I think. You know, in the end, you're really only talking about one or two innings out of the whole series that flips that whole series. One or two innings that could have gone another way. It's like, I don't know. I don't. I think it's silly to let our perspective on this team turn on something like that. So, um, and I wasn't there, you know, a day and a half ago. When, you know, when that game ended, I certainly was not here. I was like... They played like crap against a terrible team. They just lost to two good teams. They're just going to flounder and flap and, you know, suck the rest of the way, aren't they? And with some time and some distance and some perspective, I'm kind of like, wait a minute. That series was still just 
baseball. Man, that was just a couple things flip another way. They win a game. The Cubs have won games this year that they didn't deserve to win. Sure. That's happened plenty of times, and it will happen plenty of times the rest of the way. They just didn't get these ones. Move on, start the next series. And by the way, the schedule they face after this Diamondback series is still really crappy. 24 like straight. Really easy... 24 straight against sub-500 teams. So, you know, I'm not betting on any other central teams right now. Yeah, here's – and and I – I agree with you all of what you said there because I I think we're on the same page here. My thing most mostly what I was saying is they just can't play like that. They can't play. Oh, like totally. That. I don't expect them to. Uh, the it, the thing that kind of left me a little uh, down was I mean obviously I think everyone was Contreras's injury. We're not going to get information on that until tomorrow. I. Uh, I you know, I, I don't want to get tricked into being optimistic. Uh, there were nothing. There was nothing anyone said. Uh, you know that that wasn't a player that had has reason for optimism. You know, of thinking like it's going to be a ten day stint. You know, uh, or or anything like that. There was no reason to think that. But Rizzo did say he talked to Contreras, and Contreras says he's had it worse. And I can only assume Contreras is talking about when he hurt his left hammy in uh, the Arizona Fall League. And when that happened, the Cubs were being extra cautious and and pulled him out for the rest of the Arizona Fall League. Uh, If that's the case, this could be, you know, a four-week stint. If If it's only four weeks, that's a big win as far as I'm concerned. If it's less than yes, four well, weeks, obviously the... it's a huge win. But if it's if it's four weeks, that's about you know that's a little more than what Justin Turner uh, missed. Justin Turner missed mm-hmm. uh, uh, nineteen games, I believe, is what I wrote. Since then, he has a ten sixty-five. I'm going off my memory. I wrote this uh, for a piece yesterday. Ten sixty-five OPS, and he's firmly in the MVP conversation. Uh, I, I think Wilson yeah. Wilson's and that's an older guy. Wilson's young. He's obviously a diligent worker. He's healthy. He's he's strong. He's got all. He's not a guy that's out of shape. He's got all that stuff going for him. Yet being a catcher kind of is against him. But I, you know, I think that maybe talking to uh, Avila made it seem like okay, don't don't freak out about that aspect as much, uh, because he he basically said you're using your quads and your and your glutes. Uh, to, to squat yeah. it's not your hamstrings that you're putting a strain on he's like it's actually that leads to your hammies being a little weaker uh so that's why you have to be more diligent working them out so so things like wait you're telling me the first thing you did you didn't immediately after the injury start doing some catcher squats to see if it uh, impacted your hammies <laughs> i did not <laughs> i tell you what no dead dead serious since this happened between recordings Sorry to pause you on that, but when Chris Bryant had his hand injury on that slide, <laughs> um, which, by the way, looked horrible, and I can't believe he came back in two days. Yep. And then separately, I don't love that this past weekend he was like, yeah, you know, I still feel it. Um, it's not good. And then have you noticed since that injury, he has no power? Yeah, no, I wrote, could be. I wrote that it's only. Too. It's only been 80 plate appearances, and maybe that's just noise because that happens all the time in baseball, but – certainly makes you wonder here so anyway setting that aside like, Wait, since we're on that, that happened, since we're on that um 
I talked to Joe. Oh my God, we've got like four tangents going. Yeah. Keep going. We're going to keep tangenting uh, deeper and deeper. I talked to Joe about that, and Joe said, uh, Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant, I don't see a lack of bat speed. I don't think he's 100% yet, but I don't see him being far off. He had that really good game in Milwaukee where the ball was jumping off his bat. So I don't know if I'm ready to make that jump yet. Because I asked him, you know, fingers, hands, wrist injuries can sap power. And he agreed and he said and he and he, he wasn't like being defensive. He just was answering it. And then I, and then he said it's a good question and a fair question. So don't. But that's he was just saying that's what I that's what I see. And, I, and you know, he's not wrong. But the OPS is down. I mean, the, the ISO is down to one. Well, since the injury, like one thirty something, is that right? Uh, Lower. Uh, are you sure? Uh, yeah, it's well after yesterday. It's like one fifteen or something. Um, wait, he got hurt in that last game in Atlanta. Oh, you're you're probably right. Um, yeah, because of that. Yeah, I was looking without that game. It is. Uh, what is it? It's one twenty seven. Uh, so 127, he also had a stretch of like 140 earlier this year with no injury. So And it was over this that same length of time. It was, I want to say, 15 games. This is 18 games. So it wasn't right after his ankle injury, was it? It was. No, it was, um, it was in June. When did he get hurt with the ankle? It was before the ankle uh, injury, right? Okay. Well, if so, that's that's cool. But that would be kind of interesting if it was right after the ankle. Injury. It was after. It was before the ankle injury because the ankle injury was end of June, uh, in Washington. This was yes, before that. This was. I mean, it. And then he just went on a tear. Uh, yeah, I, I I I agree that it's a little bit of a concern, but I'm not ready to make that leap just yet. And it, if if he has three bad games in a, in a or three powerless games, let's say he's still hitting. He's just not hitting for power. If he has three powerless games here in Arizona, I'll I'll be a little more concerned because this is a place where the Cubs need to hit some homers and uh, drive it in the gaps for sure. Well, it's good that he's getting this off day today. Um, but anyway, so to start working backwards to where where we started along this, as soon as that injury happened, you know, I, I was looking at all the stills. And uh, I think people thought I was joking on Twitter when I said it, but no, I was dead serious. I took my fingers and I tried to bend them sideways like that <laughs> as, as far over as I could. And I'm an idiot. I mean, I bent him way too far trying, and I still didn't even get him anywhere close to where his bent. And my hand hurt me for like two days because of that. And all I do is type on a keyboard. So I just did, I just I mean, like slowly, I just moved my. My like ring finger and, and pinky finger. Yeah, don't do it, man. Slightly, it, and that hurts. It's not good. Why, why would you it do hurts. that? Why would you push it any further, Brett? Jeez. <laughs> and so, anyway, I'm just then, <laughs> then taking it the next step back. I, of course, was joking after the – I did wonder about the hamstring. I'm like, okay, how's that going to impact? Is it worse for a catcher? And so I sort of did some squats, and I'm like, okay, yeah, no, it's it's mostly your quads and your butt. So, um, I, I mean – if we it's it's interesting to look at uh, the second half bats like how they've done. Uh, I'm not sure if you've. I just posted a piece on this. Uh, Contreras obviously on fire. 173 weighted runs created since in the second half. Uh, Rizzo quietly having a really nice second half at 138 weighted runs created. Not superstar level. He should he can he can step it up. We know that. Uh, Baez 131 that's that's solid for Baez I mean that's great I did I did know about that 
Yeah. And then Schwarber, 126. Those are the two guys I'm going to kind of watch over the next week and, and see if they can get on a hot streak, especially Schwarber, especially in Arizona. Uh, he, I, I really want to see him step it up. Uh, I, I think Baez can add the energy that Wilson brought to and kind of fire the team up. I mean, it was, is there anything more exciting than that inside the park home run he hit in the, in the lone win in San Francisco? I mean, even, you know, in the press box, we don't cheer and, and do all that stuff, but we, we all agree like that was exciting. Like, you know, we were kind of like laughing and went, wow, that was fun. It's fun to watch. And I can't imagine, you know, it has to fire up the team as well. So, so moments like that, you need stuff like that. Wilson brought that energy. I think Javi needs to, uh, he's going to be playing every day. Addison's out, obviously, uh, and the, the report, the, the update we got the other day just didn't sound that great. He's eligible to come back Sunday, obviously not going to fly out to Arizona for one game, uh, but they made it seem like it's it's late next homestand, so it's not even uh, he'll play Monday, you know? And so wait, bear. Yeah, that's where yeah. I was going to go. That's where I was going to go next, uh, was that that's quietly been an injury that I think has really hurt the Cubs, because not only, I mean, I think Javi's very solid defensively at shortstop. I mean, he certainly is better overall than maybe any other team has uh, backing up shortstop. Sure. But I don't think he's quite as steady or rangy as Russell is yeah. when healthy. I honestly don't and think I he's don't... close. I, I think that all the like, there's so much focus placed on uh, Russell's arm, and yeah, it causes some issues, but uh, there was a – there was a ball that got through the infield yesterday that led to a run. I'm almost positive Russell stops that ball. Uh, they're just like little things. There, he makes all the routine plays. Uh, he, you, you don't see him not pick a ball. That's the thing. Yeah. And and when a ball gets through the infield, that's that that's an extra base. That's a run. It, it happened a couple times in the San Francisco series. It, these balls. The, Russell stops them. He's a significantly better shortstop in my mind. Um, I know the throwing. I'm not saying the throwing isn't an issue, but even with the throwing, there's maybe one or two better defensive shortstops in the game. Um, and his bias having to move to shortstop, of course, then requires the Cubs to play other guys at yep. second base whose defense is considerably below bias. Yep. And so no doubt. I think we... I, that's another thing that about this Giants series I was thinking about that uh, if they had both of those guys in the middle infield, I don't know. I might I might see a game swing in another way. Yep. So I think that's I think that's sort of one of those things that we have to probably recognize in fairness that um, Russell being absent does sting the Cubs. And I too had that reaction when I saw the description of when his possible return, especially given that it was not it's not like an impact injury. It was sort of the way I understood it to be described is it was just sort of something that kind of built up over time and they thought, well, it might be a good time to get him some rest. He had a couple errors that maybe had to do with some of that lateral movement. And it, it's, it certainly didn't seem like it was going to be a two to three week situation. And now based on if he doesn't return till the end of the homestand, it's going to be almost three weeks, and that boy, that stings. That really stings. Yeah, I, I agree there. I, I did not. The initial description was precautionary type thing. Maybe I read too much into that, made an assumption. Uh, it just did not seem like. It just felt like let's just get him on the DL, get him healthy, and and he'll be back in ten days type thing. Uh, 
end of the homestand. How long is this homestand? I just suddenly realized I, I've been so focused on the 24th straight against bad teams. It's a seven-game homestand. It's seven, right? just seven games. Four, four Reds, three Blue Jays. So, I mean, it's seven games against a bad team, against two bad teams. I mean, sure, we can say we you know, said that coming into this last series. But, uh, yeah, you'd still like him back on the field. And, and like I was – I don't know if I actually said this out loud, but he's also hitting – he was hitting as well. 125 weighted runs created. Yeah, he had turned half. it around. I know. And, and, you know, that's, yeah, it's, it, but that that's it. I just named everybody that has a uh, uh, weighted runs created above 100. Bryant is on there too, 109, which, you know, that's not Bryant, which we just discussed. So you have six guys. One of them is hurt. Now, two of them are hurt in Russell and Contreras. Uh, one is playing well below his average in Bryant. Um, and then two are just these kind of inconsistent performers at the plate, and one of them is basically a platoon guy in Schwarber. So you're looking for Schwarber, Baez, or Rizzo. Uh, I think Rizzo's going to be fine. I think Rizzo may be the type of guy that just kind of steps up here, but you need someone else. And Bri- uh, Baez and Schwarber, the two guys I keep, I can't hammer that home enough. Like I, I would need the Cubs need them to step up and and not just be you know, solid at 126 and 131, but push it to another level. So that's kind of where things are. I think it sounds like we're kind of on the same page that I think even with assuming Contreras is out for a month or so, and that's, again, I agree with you, that's a win. If he's back in a month, I mean, I think people, I, I worry for the fans who, if the diagnosis comes back tomorrow and it's like, oh, it's a mild hamstring strain, um, I worry for the folks who are going to be like, hooray, it's not that bad. Well, time and time again, we've seen historically with mild hamstring strains in baseball, that's, it's just a four-week injury. There's no, You just don't come back early from it, it seems like. And so if they're able to get him back for those last two or three weeks for the, of the regular season, that's great. In the interim, if, you know, if Alex Avila can hit like he did with the Tigers earlier this year, I mean, you could make the argument that offensively the Cubs aren't going to be missing that much. And uh, that would certainly be maybe and maybe that will prove to be kind of a different kind of boon to the offense. Uh, the only the only rub there is he's got really pronounced splits. And so you're sort of not going to want to see him starting against lefties. Um, and so, yeah, I, I agree with you. The Cubs have plenty of players who we know they have it within them to like to, to go to that next level and have a stretch like Contreras just did. And if that happens, you know, they, they probably win a lot of games. Um, we'll see if the pitching continues to hold on. And more specifically, Jose Quintana strings together some solid starts. He's, you know, I don't know. I feel like he's had this bad, this quote, bad stretch. But like when you look individually at each start, I'm, I, I find myself explaining so much of it away as just kind of <laughs> fluky stuff. Like the again the Posey home run, which you know most days, most parks, that's just a decently deep fly ball. Now it was a terrible pitch. Don't get me wrong. In that situation, it was very poor execution on a pitch to the one guy in the lineup who can burn you. But it was such a fluky home run. Yeah. And if he doesn't hit that home run, we're talking about what a great start Quintana had. Yeah. And if so, the Cubs make some plays behind him, if his defense makes some plays behind yeah. him, it's it's also a different inning as well. And there's so many ifs. I, can't explain everything away it just i mean 
bottom line is, yeah, we want to see them perform better and get better results, I think. I, I don't want to explain too much of it away, uh, but I, I do agree that there are that there are reasons to not panic about a guy like Quintana. Right. Yes. Well, he has several years worth of reasons not to panic. Sure. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. And as well. so, um, all right. That's where I land on all that. That was that was actually a pretty efficient unpacking of of where things stand with the Cubs. Yeah. I, I mean, it, yeah. I think it's good to talk about it in, in situations like this too, because it, it's a mess. It, it it feels like a mess, right? It, like after like you said it after yesterday, how how do you not feel like it's a mess? Uh, that their their heads should be hanging, right? Uh, and when you said, when you started to go positive there, this is the, uh, where is it? I need to find um, the quote. But, but basically, guys were, were positive, right? And you're not going to see the Cubs. This is a group that, I mean, do you expect any of these guys to go negative? Do you really expect that? But this was the, this is the one that, stood out to me avila the obviously the the guy that brought in for that veteran leadership the backup catcher that that can step in for Contreras, hopefully and and, and play like a starter he, i i asked him you know he's been on a, he's been on a detroit team that's lost a superstar you know uh, for an extended period of time during a playoff run how do you make sure you don't you know get down on that how do you you know keep your keep spirits high and and just push forward because you know that's what you have to do uh, he said there's nothing to hang our heads we're in first place there's no reason to be upset just keep grinding away and bottom blah 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 but we're in a great position that's the bottom line and i think i keep forgetting and everyone i don't know how i'm sure your mentions are like this and i don't want to judge cubs fans off our mentions or twitter at all uh, <laughs> but so many people are acting like this is a team five games under 500 uh, six games out of six games out of first place. Uh, people are telling me that you know that this uh, just shut Contreras down, whatever it is for the rest of the season. Uh, don't you know keep Brian out of most more games uh, until he's a hundred percent because the season's over. Uh, this team isn't going anywhere. They can't compete for a ring this year. And I get it. I get the frustration. I get that they're playing poorly. I get that it doesn't look right right now. I just, it's really hard to, how can people not understand that it's, uh, as Lackey told me, he's like, he's like, you guys treat it like it's 162 seasons. And he's so right. It it, (laughs) it gets treated every single game gets overanalyzed and we we start to freak out at the slightest hint that things are going sideways and and how easily did they did they get back into first get into first place how fast did that happen well i think about that like okay imagine a world where the cubs are right here today with the same record the same relative position to the other teams in the central but the timing in which those wins happened was either more evenly distributed or weighted toward now. D- dude, same record, same everything. We'd be like, woo, yeah, yeah, Cubs are turning it on. They just took first place, baby. <laughs> and yet, because of the way it played out, same team, same everything, the only thing that's like, as you said, and I agree, the only thing that has happened in the last several weeks that's a legitimate, like, hmm, got to ponder that, is the Contreras injury. I mean, that's the, it's the only thing. Everything else is sort of just... 
okay, yeah, this is it's playing out in the ups and downs in the way that you would expect. Yeah, it, and it, yeah, we can't downplay the Contreras injury. Big issue. We just went over it. People need to step up. But yeah, I think the the, the hand wringing and how it's you know no chance of anything is is a little over the top. And I get it. It's what fans do. But but let's just take a step back and let's give it another week. And if they're playing poorly again after. Uh, you know, playing three games in a, in an offensive friendly park and then seven against poor competition at home, then let's, we can, we can go over it again and, and talk about, well, okay, they're, they're not stepping up. No, nobody's coming up to the plate and that, and that won't mean it's over either. That doesn't mean it's done. doesn't mean the season's over. <laughs> it just means things need to change, right? That's all that needs to happen. And, and this idea that things can't change is so confusing to me. I, I don't get why people think this is who they are. They can't be anything different. It's not possible. Uh, yeah, they, they, they scored 16 against the Diamondbacks, and then they all broke, and it's just, it's over. Well, and and here's the here's thing. It's, well, the Cardinals are, are good now, and and they there's no stopping them. Well, if they can change, they were dead. They were gone. Their season was over. And, and now they're a game and a half. So if they can change and become gr- this great unstoppable force, why can't the Cubs, who are clearly on paper a more talented team? That doesn't mean they're going to win. That's not what I'm saying. But they can. They can turn it on and get right. You want to, you want them to get healthy. That's an issue. Yeah, Addison and, and Wilson being out is not is not a good thing. Uh, Bryant's finger lingering is, is not a good thing. Those are all those things. If you're going to point those things out to me and say, hey, I'm concerned about that. I get it. If you're if your point is they're just not talented enough and they're not going to do it and they can never be good again. It's just reactionary stuff that, that, that needs to you know, you need to take a step back and realize that any team can turn it around quickly. The Royals were left for dead. The Cardinals were left for dead. All so many. I mean, how many times have we written off every team that's in the playoff race <laughs> right now? There's, I mean, the only team that doesn't get written off are the teams that are 20 games ahead in the, in the division, right? It's, oh, I wrote off the Dodgers last week. <laughs> I thought they were toast. I think they lost like one game. And I was like, oh boy, cracks are showing. <laughs> Cody Bellinger went two days without a home run. I was like, okay, they're done. So it's. I mean, I'm it's not very good. Non-stop. I'm not very it's good non-stop. at baseball. I mean, the Angels. The Angels are still in the playoff race. This is um, you know like how many how many cats you think show up at Wrigley <laughs> on, uh, on Monday? <laughs> are they all black? Is this a good? Are they rally cats or they're rally? They're ra- they yeah, they're rally cats. Yeah. Although if it if like, I mean, it's like the that that. Um, that comic strip, you know, whatever happens, we'll then reverse engineer the, the story afterwards. Yeah. Oh, it was a black cat because everything went bad. Or, oh, it was a rally cat because things went good. <laughs> so uh, are you saying, like, fans are going to just, like, infiltrate Wrigley, like, quietly, like, just put a bunch of, like, maybe over the next, maybe over the weekend, a bunch of people are just going to release cats into Wrigley Field? <laughs> I feel bad even saying it now because <laughs> if it happens... The Cubs are going to be like, you assholes <laughs> said that on the podcast. And now we got all these yahoos trying to get cats in there. Okay, don't you know, do Just that. wear rally t-shirts, everybody. <laughs> just wear, wear a rally, good old rally t-shirt. Rally hats, yeah. Just put your hat rally on hat. inside any- out, and uh, that'll spur the Cubs on to victory. Yeah, wait a minute. What if you wore your rally hat from the very first pitch? <laughs> 
whoa. <laughs> then they would they just would be good the whole time. But then you'd have to How come stop nobody ever thinks wearing of that? that. You don't want the because if it's a rally hat and they're up, then all of a sudden you're you're spurring on the other team. Oh, so you got to be really judicious with that hat. <laughs> yes. Like on it first and then like a deep fly ball, you got to take that thing off real quick. Oh, it died at the track. Okay, put it back. <laughs> so, okay, uh, this is I'm going to uh, steer away from Cubs real quick. I know we usually start with personal stuff uh, at the beginning there, but uh, it suddenly, I don't know why Rally Hat just going to Wrigley made me think of this, but I took my son to his first game since we last spoke. Hey, how did so and, two big questions are yeah. how did he like it? How did he do? Well, I mean, first of all, personally, it was just like the greatest day ever. Uh, I, oh, I'm glad I wore glasses cause every little th- sunglasses cause every little thing that he did or said, I was just like, Oh my God, that's amazing. And like started to tear up. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> cause I'm just a softy and, and obviously baseball, uh, combining baseball with my son. It's like, you're not, you know, my kids and baseball, like those are two of the more important things in my life and you combine them uh that's uh it's, it's going to be tough for me to not just like uh take every sentimental moment and blow it up uh it was it so i've been trying to not not obsess over it being perfect and it legitimately was perfect uh my first game was gooden versus Sutcliffe. Uh, you know, Gooden passed his prime. Sutcliffe probably, you know, just a, still very good, but a little bit past his prime. His first game was Lester versus Wainwright. So I mean, and and they both pissed, pitched gems. It was it was a great game. Uh, the Cardinals hit. You know, he he was having a lot of fun. The only things he said that he wanted to do was eat a hot dog and have cotton candy. He'd been talking about cotton candy for weeks. Like he was obsessed with cotton candy. He'd never had it. And he just, he'd heard, uh, apparently someone must have told him about cotton candy. And he, that's all he could talk about. He's like, Can you, will you buy me cotton candy? I'm like, yes, I'll buy you cotton candy. Calm down. And it's all he wanted to know. Uh, we got a, I also got him a fidget spinner. <laughs> so, oh, look at you. Like, so I, I, so I was like, huh, if he gets bored, because we went in the cub store and I told him he could pick one thing out. And so we were at the register, and he saw the fidget spinner. He's like, "Can I get this too?" And I was like, "You know what? Actually, if you get bored, perfect. <laughs> like you can play with your fidget spinner <laughs> for ten minutes, and that'll entertain you." So we were sitting there, and he started to get bored uh, pretty late. It was like the seventh-ish inning, and I was like, "You know what?" He's like, he asked me if he could, you know, watch something on my phone. I was like, "Why don't you give it one more inning? And if this game slows, you know, is still uh, boring, we, we you can you can watch my." phone and it was because it was zero zero and then the cardinals hit two home runs in the eighth inning uh you know people are cheering and you know he's he's kind of he's asking me questions trying to learn stuff and i'm explaining everything to him and then the comeback happened in the eighth inning i'm not sure if you remember that game but uh the cubs scored three runs in the eighth inning uh to uh and they went on to win three two it was a tense ninth inning the bottom of the eighth uh you know a bunch of base hits scored no home runs but uh base hit base hit base hit uh rizzo like bryant tied it up with a, a single then rizzo hit one a bloop into center like left center field and rizzo bryant scored from first base and my son yes. was just like blown away at how fast bryant was running and it was just really cool to see he was like dancing in the aisles uh he uh <laughs> 
and then when Davis was closing the game out, I was like telling him what I was like, okay, you don't want to walk this guy because it's Yadier Molina. You can't, you don't want to face Yadier Molina in the ninth inning. My son knows who Yadier Molina is, and he's like, no, not Yadier Molina. <laughs> it's just really funny. And then, and then he got, I think he got O two on Yadier, and, and I said, okay, he's not going to throw him a strike here. Watch, he'll throw it in the dirt. It'll be a breaking ball. And he didn't chase the first breaking ball. I'm like, he's going to do it again. Watch, it'll be another pitch that's out of the zone. And he got him to swing, chase the cutter. And I was, and so I look like a, a, a baseball genius when obviously it's like, you know, we, we all know what what's going to happen there because we've watched enough baseball. But he was like, oh my god, how did you know that? <laughs> so it was, it was it was very cool, and it was uh, definitely the most fun I've had at a game in a while. So one of those, that's awesome. yeah, very fun moment for me. So uh, have you taken uh, any of your kids to a game yet, or is that uh, just? Since it's far, uh, a trip uh, for you, I guess. Yeah, we have. We've gone to a Cubs-Reds game okay. uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, and it was fine. They were very into the, the snacks and the treats. Sure. And I remember it was um, the, the most recent one. It was last year. And the Cubs put up like eight runs between the first two innings. And so it – which was exciting. But when you're a little kid, that – that leads to very, very long innings. Yep. And so, and I think there were a couple pitching changes. And so we ended up even, la- I think, lasting like four innings. Uh, but it was fun. I mean, it. Uh, I, I'm still waiting for that time to uh, unleash them on Wrigley and get that that experience. Yeah. Where I, too, where I, too, will be hiding my eyes. Except I won't be hiding my eyes. I'll just be <laughs> weeping openly. <laughs> well, so the, and it, it happened just as I wanted it to. It was, it was really cool. He, uh. We, I got pretty good seats. I made sure to, to get nice seats at section 120 right behind home plate. And so we walk up, you know, and he was, as we were driving to the ballpark, every little league field, he's like, is that Wrigley? And I don't know if he was joking or what, but I was like, man, if you think that's Wrigley, you're going to be blown away. And, you know, you walk up the stairs, the sun's, you know, shining on the, the Ivy and it, and it's a cool, cool view. You know, I, I think I take it for granted because I'm there you know, been there a thousand times. It barely registers anymore. Uh, the second he saw it, he's like, this is it. He's, and he was just like, wow, this is amazing. And he was just truly blown away. Uh, and then the other, the other bonus of it was it was a two and a half hour game. Yeah. 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 It was a very brief. Like one. how do you know, like I said, it was perfect. I don't think you could ask for a better situation for a six year old's first game. So it was, it was really, it worked out well. And, that moment of him seeing Wrigley just reminded me of my, you know, first time seeing it. So one of those uh, rare father kid moments that uh, I hope I get to do it with my daughter as well. Although she said she's not going. <laughs> I told her, yes, I was like, she's gotta- I told her, I was like, when, when you turn six, we'll go too. And she's like, I don't want to watch baseball. <laughs> and I was like, what you, you love baseball. She's like, yeah, I, I don't want to go. I was like, okay, maybe you're you're only four right now. We'll 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 talk about it later. <laughs> oh well, that's awesome. Look, this this was a very uh, this this podcast could have gone to some dark places, <laughs> but it was this ended up being very positive. I think this is going to be a little injection of light into people's lives. Let's hope so. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's inject some positivity, and uh, and if not, they can go straight to hell. <laughs> Uh, I like this new strategy of telling off the listener. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're better than me? 
Oh man. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's a good. That's that a good, good line. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that at the end so that you make that the title of the, <laughs> of the episode. Uh, do we have more? More? More thoughts on the Cubs? More uh, housekeeping? More catching up? I think I'm family. tapped. Uh, yeah. The- I'm good. All right. Well, that's uh some episode of limited range uh it's it's we got, we got to try and be better but i know we, we say that every single time uh so <laughs> it's that's so becoming we'll, that's becoming like part of the um the sign off yeah. like you know follow us on twitter read our stuff we got to be better about this we got to do more of this uh yeah so i guess that's just a lie we, we won't be better about it but we'll pretend to try uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's a uh, limited range. He's Brett Taylor. I'm Saad of Sharma. Check our workout. He's at Bleacher Nation. I'm at the Athletic, the ever expanding Athletic. All the, a lot of news broke it, it in is. between that. Uh, in between our last, it's week, awesome. So. Every every week, there's something new. There's more. There's always more coming. So uh, so uh, yeah, check us out. Subscribe. It, it's good times. Uh, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you know our monthly podcast. Maybe it'll be weekly again someday. Uh, we'll, we'll find, uh, we'll get in some sort of rhythm. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. We'll, uh, you'll hear from us soon. Take care. Hey, think you're better than me? Well, Mr. Burns had done it. The power plant had won it. With Roger Clemens clucking all the while. Mike Sosha's tragic illness made us smile. While Wade Boggs lay unconscious on the barroom tile We're talking softball From Maine to San Diego Talking softball Manningly and Canseco Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw Steve Sachs and his running with the law We're talking Homer Ozzy and the straw Talking softball from Maine to San Diego. Talking softball, Mattingly and Canseco, Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw. Steve Sachs and his running with the law. We're talking Homer, Ozzy and the Straw.